When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. That's right, another edition. I think it's our third one of the week, Declan Goff, of Judd's Hockey Show. And uh, we come to you with what we'd like to call a one-timer, which means we keep it short, but it's very impactful. With the news today, uh, free agency in the National Hockey League started at 11 a.m. Well, the, Vi- the Vikings, the Wild active already, signing goaltender Cam Talbot, a, a veteran, to a three-year contract at a value of $11 million. And so this answers the question, Declan Goff, as to who the replacement for Devin Dubnik is going to be. Yes. It doesn't answer this part of the question. This clearly is, uh, with this contract, again, three years, $11 million, is your number one goaltender going into the 2021 season. Okay, we get that one. But I'm still very curious to see, is this a goaltending tandem of uh, Cam Talbot as the one and Stalock now, who ended the season as your one with Dubnik struggling so much, going back to the backup role? Or is this the evolution of the process that Bill Guerin, the wild GM, is doing now of changing things here? And is this uh, going to be Cam Talbot as the one, Kapokakinen, the AHL goaltender of the year in 2019-20 in Iowa, coming up and being the two. So while this definitely answers the question of who's going to fill Dubnik's uh, shoes in the, or skates in the short term, Mm -hmm. I am still very curious to see what this means as far as what we're going to see when the season does open opening night next year, what the goaltending duo is going to be. Well, I obviously the first question's answered that Cam Talbot's your new one, a, you know, Mm -hmm. he's your, he's your number one goaltender. And and this was one of the two guys, Judd, I told you that I would think that this would be someone to go get Cam Talbot, Thomas Grice were the two guys that I thought that would fit in exactly what the wild were trying to look for. They don't break, break the bank and you're just going to get better goaltending no matter what happened. Cause last year was so disastrous between Dubnik and Stalock, God bless them. Um, that you knew that even if you got average goaltending, the Wild were going to be better. I mean, the Wild won a fair share amount of games with putrid goaltending last year, right? So even if they, I mean, so that would also mean that goaltending cost them games too. So I think Talbot's obviously your number one. Looking at the contract, three years, 11 million. And I believe Pierre Lebrun reported that over the three years of that deal, it's four, four, and then three. So the deal does go down in the third year. I would have gone two if I'm just being nitpicky uh, armchair GM here. I probably only gone two years max for term with the way the Wild are right now and, and where they're where they're heading. And he probably said no to that. And I'm sure he Cam did. Talbot's Cam and I believe did. there was reports that Talbot was looking to stay in Calgary or Calgary was interested in keeping Cam Talbot. And I'm yeah. sure that the third year kind of bumped him up and said, "Okay, we'll we'll give you the third year." Um, to answer your question of, well, who is the backup? Because there's options. Is it Stalock? Is it Kapo Kakinen? Um, we know Dubnik is obviously gone. 
I think we're going to see in camp who probably gets that backup gig. Preferably, I would like to see Capo Kakinen get it. It's easy to move on from Alex Stalock. He's on an insanely cheap deal. Um, that being said, would the Wild prefer if, and also this, this also plays in a big factor too, if there is no AHL season, because I have no idea what the hell's going on in the AHL. I, I don't even have any information on what, what the likelihood of a season is. Sure. So if there is a season, let's say there is, would you rather have Capo Kakinen be the number one guy and still get time down there? I personally think coming off AHL goalie of the year, what else is there really to accomplish down there? Great. Um, so personally, I would like to see Talbot and Kakinen be the guys, probably like a 60-40 split um, if I was running out that that ration. But I think Cam Talbot is exactly what the Wild were looking for, and I'm okay with the contract. He Is he a saving grace goaltender? No, he is not. But if you get average goaltending, I think it automatically makes the Wild a better team. And they're not there yet, right? Right. Like, we're still not to the point where they're going to get that guy, and uh, a couple might be that guy, that you go into a playoff saying, this is the guy. So I don't think that the Wild is there yet. Uh, it's a it's a smart, probably short-term signing. And now I think off the top of my head as we discuss this, I think I know why they went to the third year. Because you're probably right. The preference is probably two. And in, in fact, when uh, Cam Talbot coming off a terrible year in which I think he went from the Oilers to the Flyers, signed last July 1st, so July of 2019, I should say. Um, he signed a one-year deal with Calgary worth uh, $2.75 million. Uh, so this is obviously coming off a bet, better year in Calgary in which he was 12-10-1 with a 263 goals against 919 save percentage and had two shutouts in 26 games and 22 starts, a better deal for him that he deserved. But didn't you tell me that it's being reported already that there is no protection in this yeah, contract? I believe Sarah McClellan okay. from the Star Tribune said there's no protection, which is huge. Bingo. That's it. Yep. You expose him. So he, he gets exposed automatically uh-huh. next June. He is your goaltender who you then say, well, we really like Cam Talbot and he's a veteran guy, but, and my guess is the Kraken are like, eh, probably not. But that's the key here. The key here is now, now he becomes your easy goaltender to expose. Mm-hmm. My guess is with this contract, my guess total off again, the, the top of, of my head is we're digesting this quickly is that he is not um, taken. But that makes perfect sense. This goes along the lines with, and I think that this show and and our station and our podcast can be pretty tough on executives and coaches, yes, managers in this town. <laughs> Let me just say this, okay, Billy, Bill Garen, friend of the show, Bill. I don't care if you love the show. I don't care if you hate the show, Bill Garen. I really like this. I really there is a strategic element. Uh, contractually, there is a strategic element of what he's trying to do long-term on the ice here mm-hmm. and off of it that I really like. But this is, I think that this is the exact type of contract uh, and goaltender, Declan, that you've been talking about now for probably, what, two months? Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, don't go out, don't go out and go crazy. Don't try and solve the problem because it can't really be solved quite yet. Do something smart. Yep. Now, if you so if you go opening night to Talbot Capo, I think you've nailed it perfectly. I really do. I like the contract. I like the thought process. Is Cam is Cam Talbot going to come here and be uh, Kenny Dryden, Bernie Perrant? No, he's not. Is that fine? Absolutely, yes. 
So it's acquisitions like this and the Benino trade that they made a couple days ago that we talked about on one of Judd's hockey podcasts with Nashville. It's moves like this that I think where Bill Guerin is showing us that he gets it. Mm -hmm. And again, the most important thing is because we don't know what the end result is going to be. The most important process right now is do you appear to have the right idea? And again, I would definitely say the answer when it comes to Bill Guerin right now, as we discuss this is yes. Yeah, I think he does. I, even if I disagreed with trading Luke Cunning, which I made my point pretty clear on that on the last Jets hockey show, I understand why he traded Luke Cunning. I also, I understand the return. I think the return was pretty solid for him. Um, the logic in it is where I disagree, but I, I can understand as an executive why he would make that trade. Um, so I, I, I dig that. And with Talbot and now Capo Kakinen or Alex Daylock, whoever it is, obviously with the expansion draft, you have to expose a goaltender. They also have to be under contract through the entirety of that next season. So that would be 21-22. Um, so Talbot's probably going to be the guy that you expose. You could also expose Staylock too, but I'm if curious. If he's here. If he's still here. He might not be here. Um, but that's a good point, Judd, that I, I think Cam Talbot's probably going to be the guy that they expose. Now, there'll probably be some other goaltender that'd be worth taking for the Kraken, uh, which by the way, still is a phenomenal name. And I can't believe everyone's poo pooing it. It's a great logo. It's a lousy name. Let's not, let's not split. I think both are great. No, I love them. Um, I think Cam Talbot's probably the guy you expose, but also he's, he's this bridge gap. He is exactly what you want to see. You want to see if Kapil Kakinen's the next guy. Um, You also want to see if uh, Hunter Jones, who's another goalie that they drafted in the, uh, what the, the second round of just, um, of two years ago in the draft, who who has been playing very well too. And that takes time. And goalies take so much time. Yes. They didn't um, used to, they do now. They do now. So this buys you time. Cap Talbot's the guy you want in your, in your pipes is your number one. Um, and keep in mind, the wild still have a system in place where they're going to make it easier on their goaltender. And they're good at suppressing shots. They're good at uh, cre- uh, creating less high danger areas. Um, Brodeen's locked up for seven more years, you know? So, you knew Dubnik had a great run here. You knew someone had to replace him. Dubnik and Stalock were just at, uh, honestly awful from an analytics standpoint last season. And goal save above average from Cam Talbot says he was stopping at the pucks he was supposed to stop. Where last year, Devin Dubnik was not stopping the easy shots that he's supposed to stop. So Cam Talbot is a significant upgrade. Yes, is he going to be a Vesna guy? Absolutely not. But he is an upgrade for the team. And your point has been for a while now, Declan, that the goaltending can't be worse, correct? It can't like be worse. statistically, it cannot be worse. I don't, you know. Like you could, so like it's o- almost impossible. Yeah. So he's going to come in and be sufficient, and that's going to be an upgrade. And Dubnik was, and look, I get the fact that he had a tough year off the ice too, but he was terrible last year. I think Stalock. To be clear on Stalock, I like him, and I love the fact that he can. Move the puck. Might be able to play center. And yeah, well, he does. I don't want this to uh, be a bash on him. Mm-hmm. I just think with the direction that Garen is taking this club, a lot of the standbys are gone now, and and Capo needs a look. Yes, and like if you're going to pair him with a veteran guy who's going to help him, that's perfect. Because I tend to agree with your point, which is if we do have a AHL season in 2021, is that going to help him again to play a ton down there? Or is this just a time to get him up here and to get him a bunch of starts? I mean, he's going to play. Right. 
Um, give, give me where we've got some guys going as well now, too, because didn't you tell me that Braden Holpe has somewhat surprisingly, I think, gone to the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, I cannot believe that. Um, Braden Holpe going to Vancouver after um, Markstrom becoming a UFA. And we, I think we all thought that, all right, Markstrom's, you know, it's, it's Vancouver. So Markstrom's trying lose. to break the bank. Yeah. So right so now he's going to be gone there, which is we really know, um, I believe. So I have Cam Talbot to the wild. Braden Holby to the Canucks. Uh, at, what, at what again for Holby? Uh, two years and 4.2. Interesting. And I guess before, and I'll, I'll wrap up this and I'll ask you another question here. Sure. Um, I believe Markstrom has been reported to possibly going to the Flames. The teams have not confirmed that. I believe uh, Johnson's had that from TSN. And possibly Hudobin maybe going to the Oilers. So like goaltending, we knew we knew he'll get a starting job now. This was going to be the, where where the where the bread was going to be made. So this was pretty big. Let me let me flip this question on you because Brayton Holdby, who um obviously a longtime goalie for the Caps and helped them win their first Stanley Cup in God knows how long. Um, would you have rather done Brayton Holdby for two years and four point three over Cam Talbot for three years and eleven million? I got a question you're, you're for the GM. you. Yeah, what do you got? Does Braden Holpe have protection in his contract as far as no move, no trade. Has that been reported? That yet? has not been reported. Assuming there is no protection. Would you have done that deal? Okay. Here from a fantasy league purpose perspective, mm-hmm. I'd go Holpe. Here's the, here's my problem here. Here's my dilemma that I don't know yet. Okay. Um, Holpe strikes me as a guy who left the Capitals and probably very actively said, if I'm going to sign with you, I need to be the top guy going into training camp. Uh, wouldn't want to necessarily share a role again too much. Is Talbot a better guy? Um, b- because I do, I do think that if Garen is doing this right, and my guess is he probably is, I needed to sign a goaltender who could accept the fact in a year or so, if Capo starts to excel, that I sort of morph things differently and Koppel starts to start more. Um, so from a fantasy league statistical, I'm just watching guys on paper goaltender debate. I'd go Holpe, mm-hmm. but the reality of what I'm trying to do with my team now, Talbot might be the better solution. If that makes sense. I think Holpe would have, while the contract didn't, I think Holpe might've been the type of goaltender that, that you didn't want yet which is a guy who's like, let's go win now. It's cup time. I won one in Washington. I think that there's a more gradual process at work here and that there might be some nuance that Braden Holpe wouldn't necessarily have been interested in participating if he came to the wild. That's just a total guess. And that's fair. Um, I thought he would probably get a little bit more money, but I do like that he was only signed to a two-year deal. And if there's no... Movement clause in that contract. If if it's if it's written of that, I bet you he's got a no move clause. I bet, I bet you he's got a limited. no. I bet you he's got a list of teams, and I and I bet you he has to be protected. Yeah, and I'm not protect. I am. That's the one thing is I would have been very careful that I could whoever I got right now if I was Garen that I could expose that player that goaltender in the expansion draft. That right. would have been absolutely paramount to my discussions with that player's agent. And that's and that's important. I think Brayden Holdby too. Although, you know, he was a godsend for the Capitals, you know, especially during that that run to the to their to their Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I just I have a little bit I'd rather I'd rather have Cam Talbot, I think. And just in terms of the goalie. I think I'd rather really? have Cam Talbot for the while. Interesting. Okay. I, I think Talbot is more the guy you would want. I think obviously pedigree and, and career wise, yes, Brayden Holtby's had now, the better the better career. If they were on the verge of a cup, which one do you want? Holtby. 
Me too. I think so. I okay. think I, I think I, I think we agree on this. Yeah, I, I think I think Talbot just fits into the plan, which I yeah. I mean, I mean, your plan you, is very detailed. It is. It is very detailed. which is fine. I mean, I I agree. And if you you know let let's go down that expansion draft rabbit hole again. Let's say you know Cam Talbot is who he is. He's a two six GAA and a nine fifteen save percentage, and he plays well and wins twenty five thirty games and gets taken by um. By, by the Seattle Kraken, and if Kakin was able to show he's competent and ready to be there, guess what? You can then probably go back to the well next oh, offseason hell yes. and keep finding these kind of guys. Absolutely. And if Capo is, is still not ready to be the full-time guy, you can stopgap him with dudes like Cam Talbot, like Grice, you like, probably get like stay, these guys. You could get Stalock back if you wanted to. Yeah, you probably could. If he left, I mean, yeah. So, so yes, Holtby to me is probably a good fit for a team like the Canucks. Because I think the Canucks are going to be, in their minds, re- ready to pop in 21. Mm-hmm. The Wilds not. The Markstrom, the Markstrom angle to me is really intriguing too, Declan. Because he emerged and, and there's times where I saw him play where I was wowed. And you knew for a fact that he was going to have his heart set on breaking the bank. Um, when free agency did start, which it obviously did today. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what I can't erase from my head when it comes to Markstrom? That game against the Wild where he couldn't stop a puck. And I thought to myself, what's going on here? And, and it's not that he's bad, and it's not that I didn't, I wouldn't want him, but at the price that he wants, I think the Canucks might have done the right thing here. I really do. Because the cap is flat. Mm-hmm. The position itself to quote you again, is really sort of fluky and weird. I mean, that does not mean that that the, the two of us could come off the street and play goalie, but nonetheless, it's an odd position where there's a lot of ebbs and flows. And I think the Canucks, with what Markstrom must have been asking, might have done the exact right thing here. And I think that th- there's a chance in getting Holtby that they're not gonna, going to suffer that much. I don't know it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's an, oh my God, Markstrom left moment. Yeah, actually, I think it's a pretty solid replacement option. I mean, if, if Vancouver's on the up and up, you know, I really think that they're, they, they should be a force in the West here to come. We saw that young team um, outside of game one skate circles around the wild. And I think they have the tools and resources to possibly make a deeper run over the course of a, of a longer, normal, normal regular season and into the playoffs. So Brayden Holtby, if you're a Vancouver fan, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think you should be sweating it too much. And Markstrom's going to be looking for a big deal. Markstrom's probably going to be looking for $6 million per, you know, and, and is he going to be, our team's going to be reluctant to give that to him? I wouldn't be too surprised. I'm curious to see where he does land, whether that's back Who's west, got that's that in money? Calgary. I don't know. I don't know who has that coin. That's a great question. Because here, here's the problem now. So the cap's going to be flat for 2021. And I think that there's a chance, don't quote me on this, but I think there's a chance that it might stay flat for 21, 22. Um, d- depending on when people get back as far as fans being in buildings, um, et cetera. But that being said, you're going to have a lot of teams that are just flat out financially up against it. And so I, I do think for what, the, what Bill Guerin and the wild is trying to do, this is the perfect time. Like this is the perfect time because there's not all this cash guys are not going to get paid. And I think if you are going through trying to find a probably bargains, right. And B trying to pare down y- your roster to save money ultimately and to get young like if you think about what it looks like the wilds plan is this might be the perfect timing because it's not it's not like oh the cap's going up again and now go out and there's a pressure to sign this guy 
or that guy. Mm -hmm. I am really curious by the time that we get to, let's say, Saturday or Sunday decks to see how many of these guys have signed and truly gotten paid. Like Taylor Hall, I would guess, is going to get paid. But I think there's going to be a plethora of players that we deem to be pretty good players who are going to have to take short-term bridge cheap deals because the money flat out is not going to be there to get paid. And the Wild right now have about $4.8 million in cap space after this reported Talbot deal. And that means Jordan Greenway is your only RFA. And look, Greenway is going to make another bridge deal, you know, two years, probably two and a half, three million dollars per. Um, he won't bake, break the bank at all. But it, it's going to be interesting because I think this was, Holpe's like the only real free agent signing I expect the Wild to do. Like, like, or Talbot, you mean? Yeah, uh, Talbot, excuse me, Talbot. Got Holpe in the brand. Um, I think Talbot's going to be the only free agent you're going to go. I agree with yeah. that. And then Dumba's possibly still on the trade block. You're not in a rush to do it, but um, I think that would be the next domino to fall. Because right now, I mean, your team's mostly set. It's mostly set. It's set in stone. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. If this is their, if this is their lone, quote-unquote, splash move, it's fine. Absolutely fine. And I, I like the process here. Yeah. I really do. It's been a long time, Declan, since I can say that I have looked at a process going on by a wild GM and liked it. Because I've always been big on subtraction of guys. Yep. But I'm talking about the overall big picture here. I think he's, I think Bill Guerin is on the right track. I think that these are the smart moves. And I do, I don't think that he's bailing on the coming season. So I don't think he's like tearing it down to make the team bad. Mm -hmm. But I definitely do see a slow, a a slow cooking process that I think is really smart. I agree. And there's not this rush to say, well, oh man, we should go sign this guy or let's make this move. The the only down thing about this entire thing, and it's not uh, Bill Guerin's fault, is this one. I think if we weren't in the midst of a pandemic, Parisi, Parisi waves his no trade, no move clause, and easily gets dealt. Yeah. I think now, the more I look, I think it becomes darn near impossible yeah, to try difficult. and move that contract. It's not that he's not good. But, I mean, he's probably a left wing on the third line of a really good team, and I don't know that a really good team that's probably now going to be close to being tucked up against the uh, salary cap can afford to make a trade for a guy like that. Yeah, right. I, I know it almost happened with the Islanders, and then maybe Lou Amarillo wants to revisit that conversation, but it, it, was, it, was, it was already very complicated from the get-go on trade deadline day, uh, six months ago that it was, it was almost impossible to pull off. So, yeah, I, I think Parise is stuck here. Look, I know he wants to win. If Garen can try to facilitate some type of deal and 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 work in something, I'm all for it. But who's taking him though? Do you think exactly? Now? I don't know who would want. I think him. it's impossible now. And before we go, yeah, talk to me. I want to show one more time. Look at this. How random save percentage? Oh man, you're, this is all me. You're recycling your work. I like this. Is genius of you. Thank you. I'm gonna keep that on there. All right. So when we did this exercise, what? Two months ago, shortly after the Wild got eliminated from the playoffs, I wanted to prove you how random goaltending is, and I, I bought it. So, and I'll prove it again to the listeners here who are catching us again on Judd's Hockey Show, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, ScoreNorth.com. Or viewers. Thank you, viewers. we got viewers now. So I went back to the last two full regular NHL seasons. I omitted the pause that happened in 2019-20. Okay. So I looked at the five worst teams. Actually, there's six on there. Six worst teams in terms of save percentage in the 2017-18 season. So the worst teams are the Hurricanes, Senators, Sabres, Islanders, Oilers, Canucks. Okay, and then there was some flip-flopping. You went out and, you know, you, you bought low on guys. Islanders went out and made a big move for Robin Leonard, which turned out to and be And got a, Barry Trotz, a, right? Yes, it turned out to be a phenomenal deal for them. Okay. So uh, 
I wanted to see, well, how do those teams the very next season do? Where did they go? Were they still in the bottom five? Sure. No, they were not. They made significant Islanders, upgrades. Barry Trotz, see, it's the system too. You're the right. Hurricanes, okay, go from what, 20, they went from 31st to 14th. They jumped up seven spots, 17 spots. The Senators went, they jumped up a little bit from 26, uh, from 30th to 26. Mm-hmm. The Sabres jumped up a little bit from 29th to 26. The Islanders go from the 28th worst save percentage in one season to the best with coaching and a different goaltending philosophy. Absolutely. Oilers stayed the same because classic Oilers. And then the Canucks. <laughs> Defense. Yeah, there's no randomness. And with they're the Oilers. No, there's not. Uh, and then the Canucks jumped up 10 spots too. So just to prove the six, those six worst teams, four out of three out of the five or three out of the six made significant improvements by making subtle changes in goaltending because that's how weird save percentage. And let me ask is. you this though. So, so here's the, here's the potential curveball um, when it comes to the wild to this discussion. Okay. So Boots, our guy Boots. Love, love, boots. love boots. Our guy Boots definitely tried to um tried to play a defensive system, right? Because he knew that the goaltending was not great and he had concerns about his own end. All right. The interesting thing is when Dean got the job, and I think Garen actually applauded this and probably pushed for it, they said Believe it, we're going high tempo, right? Yeah. And so they played a much more fun, attractive style to watch, but probably called on the goaltenders to do a bit more. That's where I'm curious about the Wild going into 2021. Because I think the style, rightfully so, and as they get younger and faster, which is why Eric Stahl is gone, which is why Koivu is gone, as they get younger and faster, the style is going to remain up tempo which means possible chances by opponents. So I am curious. Um, and the one thing I think we can all agree on too, did it not drive you crazy? And this is the one, and this guy played some great games. The Devin Dubnik awful goal syndrome. Mm-hmm. The awful goal, the how did that go in? <laughs> it happened in the playoffs. It would happen in arbitrary third uh, periods in February. Yep. Like if Cam Talbot, Cam, if you're watching this, if you can just make the stops on these on the goofy shots, okay, you'll be appreciated. Because that was the one thing that got me, and I have never done a breakdown on this, Declan, mm-hmm. but how many times did it seem like there was just some arbitrary weird shot? And the next thing you look, the red light was going on yeah. at the X, and you're like, how did that go in? And then you'd see the replay, and it would hit something, or it'd be, if Cam Talbot can just stop that puck, I think we'll all be happy. Look, Talbot, we're not asking you to uh, to be make a big glove save on Patrick Line coming in on a slap shot. No one's asking you to do that. But if you, for the love of God, can please just stop, you know, uh, insert. In, I'm trying to think of like some, a goal. Like it, it would be from the goal line, the yeah. corner of the goal line, and it would just make from its a, way and hit hit Doobie's skate and go in the net from a third liner that you'd never heard of. And yes, that's going to be the game winning goal. <laughs> one last thing before we say goodbye, we have one more goalie contract that just came across nice. with Elliot Friedman. Matt Murray just got absolutely paid by Ottawa. Oh, wow. Just got traded from Pittsburgh to the Senators a couple, uh, two days ago or yesterday. Yeah, four wow. years, $25 million. That's a 6.2 You know AAV why they did that? Because they have no cap. They have a ton of cap space. They have to get to the floor. They have to get to the floor. They have to get to the floor. This is a desperation move by a team that's wow, dude. A really they're I don't, not well run. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that at all. And Matt Murray. You know what this is? This is the contract that 
that NBA teams gave out, was that four or five years back now? When their cap, because oh, yeah. of the TV contract, yes. it shot way up. Yeah. And so G- Gorgie got paid here. And like every team was like, I just take this money. And three years after that, it came back to bite them all. Right. The Senators, with the cap staying flat, by the way, are so low and so below the floor, they just gave out a contract that I guarantee you in a year, they're going to be like, why do we do that? I just don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it's the opposite of my, of my plan of you basically are banking that you found your goaltending of the future. But what, but if you're going to pay else? a man, but if you're going to pay a player, why what why they, are you doing a goal? And you're Ottawa. Yeah. What? Who does Ottawa have? How are they going to score they're goals? Rebuilding. They're completely. Yeah, they're, they're rebuilding. completely in rebuilding mode. I, I am, they got some nice young players. Sure. But but go get a veteran center. Then go get somebody. Which is the problem is the free agent market at center. Well, let's just talk about it for a second. I got two names for you: Mikhail Grandland and Eric Halla. Yeah. And Hall is more of a wing and so is Grandland. Been there, done that. More? I, I, Final I, thoughts? You I, done? I good. I, there's no more breaking news, at least for now. But yes, I think more I'm gripes done. to air, more contracts not you yet. hate, not more yet. teams you can't stand. Oh, uh, not yet. All right. It, it's been another uh, one time edition, Judd's Hockey Show. If there is big news over the next couple of days, I'm sure Declan and I will uh, will uh, get together and talk to you again, probably live about. Uh, Wild breaking news, but as, as you can see, if you're watching this right now, the Wild has signed uh, free agent goaltender Cam Talbot. He was in Calgary. He signed in Minnesota three years, $11 million. I'm done. Declan? Bad shoot score.